Hi guys, welcome back to the another episode of Mindset Studios hosted by Zumi. In this program, we'll look at various conflicts and troubled ex- experience in the young adulthood from our perspective. Today's topic is automatic habits. I'll talk this topic based on the book Automatic Habits by James Clear. If you are able to improve by 1% each day for an entire year and those gains compound you would end up 37 times better at the end of the year. And if you were to get 1% worse each day, you would whittle yourself almost all the way down to zero. What's, what's interesting here is that everyone wants a transformation and radical improvement and rapid success. But we fail to realize that small habits and real choices are transforming us every single day already. Here's the thing, you don't have control over luck, but you can control your habits. But I think that the reason they are so worthwhile to focus on and understand is that they are the portion of your life. You can influence also determines your outcomes. It's not just luck, it's not just habits, but one of those you can control over. The only reasonable strategy is to focus on what you can control. If you spend all of your time focusing on things you can't control, then you're just going to end up frustrated. And so I think habits are maybe the best lever for that. Talent and genes, they play a role, and it's important you know people have natural predispositions, things that makes them better, but what you find is that nearly always when someone is a great performer in a particular domain, they are both well studied, so naturally talented, or have some kind of predisposition to the area and well trained. So even if you're talented, you can't succeed without uh, having great habits so to execute and to fully realize the potential that you have. Your outcomes in life are often lagging measure with your habits. A lot of times people talk about I want to have more money or I want to lose weight or I want to get some kind of result. But the truth is you bank, your bank account is a lagging measure with your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning and reading habits. So we actually think that thing that needs to change is the bank account or test, test score or the number of scale. But the thing that needs to change are the habits that process are the habits that proceed outcomes. Every action you take is kind of the upvote for the type of person you want to become. If you can master the light action and if you can master the light habits, then you can start to cast votes for this new identity and the desired person you want to be. And I think that's one of the reasons why small habits matter so much. Doing one push-up doesn't transform your body, but doing 10 or 2 push-ups every single day transforms your body. The real goal is not to run a marathon, 
The goal is to become a learner. Goal is not to write a book. The goal is to become a writer. Because once you've ab- adopted the identity, you are really not even pursuing behavior change anymore. You are just acting in alignment with the type of person you already see yourself to be. It's kind of like true behavior changes, identity change, because once you've changed the internal story, it's way easier to show up each day. You're not even real, really motivating yourself that much to do it. So there's a sort of misalignment of rewards that often happens with habits. So there is an immediate reward and an ultimate reward. One reason bad habits stick so rep- um, stick so much and they form easily is because bad habits often the immediate reward is favorable. For example, immediate rewards of eating a donut. It's kind of great and it's sweet and it's sugary and it tastes good. It's only the ultimate reward if you repeat that and habit repeat the habit for six months or a year or two years that is unfavorable. You gain weight and you gain fat. And meanwhile, good habits are often the exact opposite. The immediate reward of going to the gym for a week isn't really great and maybe your body is probably sore and you don't have much to show for it. Your body looks same and your weight hasn't really changed. But if you stick to that for six months or one year or two years, then the ultimate reward is favorable. So a lot of balance or challenges of building good habits and breaking bad habits is how to put the long-term cost of your bad habits into the present moment so you feel a little bit of the pain right now and put the long-term rewards of your good habits into the present moment so it feels good and you have a reason to make it through like body of death in the beginning and stick with it while you're waiting for all those delayed rewards to accumulate. What I wanted to tell you today is that the cost of your good habits is in the present. The cost of bad habits is in the future. The fact that we prioritize the present over the future ends up making a lot of habit change difficult for a reason. So, there are roughly three steps to build good habits. First of all, optimize your environment. Like, put your phone away when you study so that you don't scroll Instagram all the time. And second, scale habits down. Take a little step every day and I could, like, I could, it could be that one push-up is fine. So, and third, master the entry point. If you have dreams or desire, you try to get there ASAP. But all you have to do in the beginning is master the entry point and make it good habit. Those are the main points and ideas from this book. So hope it's helpful for you. Thank you for listening. Bye.